the word of God is so expansive. And in the expansion of the word of God, there are many hidden treasures. There are many different kinds of treasures, gems and rubies and gold and sapphire and just onyx. There's many different treasure, diamonds, pearls. And there may be things that you would have never known. And there are things that you would never know that is in the word of God, unless A, you are reading it, and B, the spirit of the Lord God is revealing what he wants to reveal to you as you are reading it. So the word of God is important and it is great and it is a great mystery because the mind of God no one can figure out the whole the complete mind of God his ways are just unsearchable and whenever God says something whenever he does one thing it's multifaceted it covers many different things whenever he does one thing So, there is an example I want to give in Proverbs 30. It talks about, I'm just going to start with verse 1. It says, the words of Agar, the son of Jacob, even the prophecy, the man spake unto Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and Ucal, Surely I am more brutish than any man and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name, if thou canst tell? Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. So I wanted to point out that this person is saying that he does not have the understanding of the, a man and he doesn't have the knowledge and he doesn't have the wisdom of the holy. But there was a gem that he put in this. Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If thou canst tell. So we know that God is Lord of all creation. But this, you know, some people 
may refer to it as the Holy Trinity. Some people may refer to it in, for, in different names. But we know that Jesus comes from God. Jesus said that in the New Testament. Um, Jesus came forth. He came out of God. And this is a gem that this person decided to reveal in this. He's saying, uh, what is his name and what is his son's name? So we know that Jesus is the son of God. And we know that Jesus is God. And for most people, that can be a debate. You know, there's many different arguments and debates over Jesus being God, over Jesus being the Son of God, but we're not going to get into that today. We, I wanted to point out that that Jesus, like his ways are past finding out. So that was a token. And something that I actually was reading today, something that I read today at the end of Isaiah, we know that heaven and we know that hell, they are real places. They are real places where people are really experiencing in hell people are really experiencing the worms that are eating up their flesh they are experiencing the fire that doesn't quench and Jesus makes mention of those also as well <clears throat> and even in this book at the end of Isaiah 66, chapter 24, it says um, in 24, And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me, for their worms shall die not, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. So Jesus is making that clear that in hell people are suffering and they're being tormented by the unclean spirits by the demons and they are being afflicted and they are suffering now in heaven he gives us great expectation and he gives us great hope and he gives people great keys in order what to expect what to expect whenever they get there and so something that I wanted to point out was Isaiah 65 there's a lot of things that God talks about in in this chapter
there is something that was really, really good, though. Really, really awesome. And it says in verse 17, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. How great is that? That's a key. That is a token right there. And it says in in 18, But be you glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And of course, we know that as we continue to read the word of God, there are certain things that people may feel like they already know. There are certain things that people may feel like they already have knowledge of. And, you know, they've already seen everything that God has to show them in the Bible. But how many people know that it doesn't matter how many times you read the word of God? Whether you've read it 50 times or 100 times front to back back to front i don't it doesn't matter how many times you've read the word of god there is always something that god is saying and there's always a revelation that god is giving people and even sometimes as you are reading the word of god you may even ask yourself like has this been in here this whole time I've I know that there's a couple of things that I thought I read and I did read but it was certain things that I asked like Lord did this just come in my Bible because I'm just now seeing this. So this been in here this whole time but that just goes to show you that the Bible is not it, it's not physical it's a spiritual book yes physical in that we can handle it and that we can flip the pages but spiritual in that it's God who we are um, interacting with it's a spirit of God that we are leaning and pressing into to learn of his ways so as we are being obedient to him and as we are reading with humility and wanting to understand the ways of the Lord, then he will open up our eyes. He will remove the veil of blindness and confusion, and he will show us things that we have never seen and that we have never thought of or that we could never have imagined. So there is something else Um, where God talks about heaven, and it's in Revelations 21, and it says, I'm going to start with verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. Isn't that beautiful? God is going to be with his people himself. 
Let me continue and be their God. Verse four, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write for these words are true and faithful. So the words of the Lord are true and they are faithful. And as we read in the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, the words of God are pure. The words of God are pure. Uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 30. The words of God are pure. So, um, this is just, these are things that people can look forward to. These are things that people can take hold of to meditate, to consider their decisions and to consider what and how they can please the Lord. And it's interesting the things that we see here in the natural are a manifestation of what's in the spirit. We have books, the word of God. It is a book. It is the book of life. And we know that Jesus is the word of God because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So again, Jesus, we can see that Jesus was in the beginning with God. Jesus was with God and Jesus is God. <clears throat> Jesus is called the word of God. And we have the book of eternal life, which is the Bible. And in the spiritual, God has books before him books that have the people names who are going to spend eternity with him in heaven and he has books of the actions he's writing the angels are writing whenever they're recording they're writing different things down in these books so that god so that it's a record so that god can see them and in chapter 20 in Revelations and verse 11, it says, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And he saw, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So 
for anyone who did not know that that is truth that is that is true that hell does exist but after hell after the people are judged before God then God is going to throw them into the lake of fire which is worse than hell I mean hell is already bad but getting thrown into the lake of fire that's again what it said the second judgment so that was another great gem that we have seen in the word of God and there is something else that I wanted to point out which is one of my favorite scriptures so God is so amazing he's amazing in that he he doesn't reveal every single thing all at one time uh he he does want us to value what he gives us at different stages of our life he wants us to consider and to endure and to not be weary and to not complain and um in 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 first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 this is one of those scriptures that we just can't imagine what god has in store and and mo- and a lot of people heard this and they know it it says but as it is written i has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared for them that love him but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit search at all things. Yea, the deep things of God. So I think I want to leave off and end off right there. But I just wanted to point out that there's a lot of things that the eye have not seen. The ear has not heard. There's a lot of things that have not entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So we have to love the Lord. And if you don't love the Lord, then you are going to be considered an enemy of God. But also, if you don't love the Lord, you can also let tell the Lord and then ask him to give you a love for him. So that he can make you new. But to the sons of God, this is a great gift and a great treasure for the obedient. And it's amazing because we just don't know the fullness of the goodness of God. We just don't. We we don't know it. Even if God showed it to us, we still won't be able to comprehend it. So there is an abundance of treasure in God. God is a mystery, but whatever he reveals is whatever he reveals. <laughs>